you know, I think, you know, social media in so many regards has gotten so bleak and negative. You know, the that positive feel-good content is being resonated out so hard because, you know, people are looking for a positive dopamine rush. And I fundamentally think that, in, that it's up to brands, it's up to agencies, it's up to all, you know, it's up to us you know, to be putting that positive content back and like, and like, you know, making social media become a good place to be again where, you know, people can feel happy about their lives instead of all, you know, this potentially negative stuff that, you know, can go on, you know, really behind closed doors. You know, I mean, what we do, if we make someone laugh, really we've done our job well. And that is our mission statement, right? You like, like kind of making their day better by just like, like really enjoying the moment and just, you know, like feeling like, you know, they're a part of a wider bracket, a wider community that they're, you know, relating to the content, you know, plus the brand or the agency that is posting. And yeah, you know, I couldn't ask for a better job personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like the, the, the familiarity of the memes themselves as well. It's, you know, going back to your point, Eric, on connection, it, when you see a brand basically, you know, presenting themselves in a way that makes so much sense to you, founded on this meme, which has transcended, the, you know, it's gone all over the internet um, and already has like, there's already a big fire of meaning and they basically, you know, put some kindling on from, from X brand. It basically says, you know, we're approachable, we get you. There's a two-way, you know, there's a symbiosis here. And that's, that's ridiculously powerful. Welcome to It's Marketing's Fault, where we discuss how to do marketing the right way. I'm your host, Eric Rutherford, and I am thrilled today because I have with me Jonah Blackburn and Jacob Namafa. They're the co-founders of Lucid Me, which helps companies appeal to Gen Z on social media, utilizing humor-driven content, which turns your brand from just another to just can't forget. Jonah, Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. It's you know it's super super happy to be here. Um, you know I know we're going to have an absolutely great conversation, and we've been you know looking forward to it. Absolute pleasure. Awesome. Well, cool. Let me just jump in here and and let's just let's just start uh, with a contrarian thought here. There has to be at least more than one detractor. We'll just say so. We'll we'll go plural. Detractors who say memes, man, they're just silly. They can't be used for serious business. Eric, we get this all the time. Naturally, you know, we speak to lots of different people at different, you know, in different industries at different ages. Um, for for Jonah and I and millions of other people, billions, you know, around the world, we grew up with this type of content. Memes are our language, debatably the language of the internet. So, for us, you know, it's 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 a language. So it's um, it's second nature. It's it's, it's how we communicate. Um, especially with people our age kind of growing up into roles and, you know, starting to have more power, buying power, power in companies, for example. Uh, we basically see it as memes have been around for a while and they're not going anywhere, anywhere soon, anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, you know, honestly, you know, what I would say is, you know, I think, you know, companies today have such an issue of fighting for attention. And that you know, really is the currency of today. You know, that's how people you know, can get engagement. It's how they get shares, how they get awareness. And that, I mean, really is how they get like, like kind of more people to buy their brand, their product, their service. And I think you know, people are fighting with the same kind of content so nobody stands out. And really, you know, meme content is the way, you know, as Jacob said, of, of, like, of like how we communicate. 
So, I mean, to me, it makes sense that that should be the way to kind of differentiate yourself by allowing yourself to have fun. You know, I think I think kind of Gen Z, you know, I think, you know, all marketers today, if I'm going to be honest, are pretty arrogant in my opinion, because I think that, um, you know, they think that, 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 that like they're going to get four or five minutes of someone's attention span. Simply, it's not the case. You know, no, no way. <laughs> you know, you have 10 seconds, you know, maximum to hook somebody in. And like, what better way to do that than by a meme and making them laugh? I think it's so brilliant because, and I agree with you, it's no, you, you have zero attention span from anybody. You get like a second, maybe two to get their attention. Yeah. And, and, and like most businesses, and I'm, I'm just going to go B2B here, but B2C does the same thing. Most B2B businesses are so unbelievably boring and drab and like you could almost swap names and logos <laughs> and like what's the difference right it's, they it, and so so i think i like how you you want so in a world where everything looks the same you're like let's give you people's attention yeah you know, let's give and you a reason to stand out right <laughs> and it's what they want as well people want to feel good they you know they want to be communicated in a way that makes sense to them and yeah they they feel good feelings as a result as well everyone wins it's like you endear you you have this endearment like they laugh they they feel connected and man it's just hard to do that with a with a business right to be able to make that connection in general you know just kind of going from that also i think you know i think i think when you look at industries you know like like are the industries that have the most objections like, for example, the finance industry, the healthcare industry, telecoms. These are very serious and, you know, kind of robust industries. But at the same time, they're the ones, in my opinion, that can benefit the most because they're the most gray and the most dull. And they've been doing the same thing, accepting status quo for God knows how many years. And, you know, we think it's time that that gets completely turned upside down because why have we not got some, you know, telecoms company that is actually trying to do something fun? You know, why... Like why are we as consumers accepting this level of marketing, which is just terrible? It is. And those industries you just mentioned, they are incredibly boring. Uh, yeah. I used to work in telecom. I get, <laughs> I get that one. Like it was just, it's horrible. Um, yeah. It's it's like, we're, you know, it's like working for the utility, right? Everybody gets the, it's the power company. It's the water company. You just want it to work, yeah. right? There's an, but, but finance and, and insurance are the same thing. It's okay. like, you don't want to draw attention to yourself, right? You must, you have to be three piece suit, shine shoes, perfectly boring. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No, I agree. You know, we actually have a client that we're working with that kind of is a financial a consultant. And, you know, she, you know, like I hope, you know, many others are realizing that this marketing environment has shifted. So, you know, she's very, she's very happy for us you know, to be making meme content because like she knows it makes her stand out. And, you know, I mean, you know, as Jacob was saying, you know, Gen Z is controlling so much buying power now and, and that's only continuing to increase. They're the ones that, you know, you need to be appealing to. You know, if you think, I compare it really like, like really to the dot-com bubble. You know, I think that you know, the same kind of reaction as people said, you know, the internet's not going to like affect my business. 
where are they now? And it's the same with these companies who are like, memes are not going to go anywhere. It's just not the case. Memes are going to fundamentally change your business. And I believe that the, the, like firms that, that like, like won't embrace meme marketing, I mean, they're not going to be able to be seen. No one's going to know who they are very, very soon, in my opinion. As, as an old Gen Xer, I totally remember that dot-com bubble firsthand. So I remember exactly what that was like. So let me ask this. Do, do memes connect? Is it only with Gen Z or is it bigger than that? Do you see it really just connecting with like the whole spectrum of people? Where, what have you seen? Big time. Um, so, yeah, like the generational lines have blurred and they're blurring by the day. Um, we often talk about, you know, big companies in the UK, for example, that are really good at meme marketing. One that Jonah and I often bring up is Ryanair. And they naturally appeal to, to lots of different people that, you know, they're the spirit of, of the UK, for example. Um, so they, you know, they appeal to lots of different people, um, often lots of young people because it's, you know, lower budget. But then, you know, obviously they've got people that are 50 plus or, you know, other ages, millennials, whatever. Their content is loved and viewed and shared by everyone. People have this association with them that they're personable, they're, they're charismatic. And across the board, people resonate with the content. You know, I think that Jonah mentioned once that his grandma, his, his grandma sent him a meme from Ryanair once. And it just shows like the, the lines are blurring. It's not just for Gen Z. <laughs> the lines are blurring. It's, it's not just for Gen Z. Um, it kind of, it, it, it started with Gen Z as such, um, but it's, it is the language of internet. So it touches all parts of it. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I don't really have much to add because of course he stole my story. <laughs> I totally agree. I love I love how you how you talk about it as the language of the internet, right? Because it's it's like everywhere on social, right? It's like all it seems like all social channels, regardless, have a meme component or a meme almost meme foundation anymore. Well, I mean, I, I mean, being honest, and I think you know, this is a big part of why we're doing this. You know, I think, you know, social media in so many regards has gotten so bleak and negative. You know, the that positive feel-good content is being resonated out so hard because, you know, people are looking for a positive dopamine rush. And I fundamentally think that, you know, that it's up to brands, it's up to agencies, it's up to all, you know, it's up to us you know, to be putting that positive content back. And like, and like, you know, making social media become a good place to be again where, you know, people can feel happy about their lives instead of all, you know, this potentially negative stuff that, you know, can go on, you know, really behind closed doors. You know, I mean, what we do, if we make someone laugh, really, we've done our job well. And that is our mission statement, right? You Like, like kind of making their day better by just like, like really enjoying the moment and just, you know, like feeling like, you know, they're a part of a wider bracket, a wider community that they're, you know, relating to the content, you know, plus the brand or the agency that is posting. And yeah, you know, I couldn't ask for a better job personally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's like the the, the familiarity of the memes themselves as well. It's, you know, going back to your point, Eric, on connection. It, when you see a brand basically, you know, presenting themselves in a way that makes so much sense to you, founded on this, meme which has transcended the you know it's gone all over the internet um and already has like there's already a big fire of meaning and they basically you know put some kindling on from from x brand it basically says you know 
we're approachable we get you there's a two-way you know there's a symbiosis here and that's that's ridiculously powerful what makes those memes powerful is it do you think it's that connection as you have talked with as you've talked with countless countless businesses is it the humor is it sort of that that juxtaposition of like seriousness and like this irony on top of it uh because like a good meme there's so much going on uh but it's all it all seems very subtle and it's like just i don't know anyway i'll throw that out there and see if that question makes sense a hundred percent i i'll keep it short and sweet on my side for me it often boils down to relatability so that you see the piece of content and you think have you been reading my emails? Have you been on my phone? This literally happened to me yesterday. And it's that connection there where you're thinking, this social media manager is so jokes. They go, they live the same life as me. I feel, I feel like we've got some common ground here. Relatability for me is a big, a big common denominator. I totally agree with that, but I would, I would actually take it one step further and, and say, you know, the relatability leads to, uh, to vulnerability, honestly. You know, it, it allows people to kind of put down their guard and be open to having a conversation, you know, discussing maybe tough topics, you know. I mean, really, I think, you know, that this kind of humor-driven content should be utilized in ways that, you know, like like kind of people aren't even thinking about yet. You know, I mean, for example, you know, mental health, that is something that memes can be such a powerful tool because it's not me talking at you about what you should be thinking and why, which nobody likes because, you know, nobody likes to be talked at like they're in school. You know, they like to be included within a conversation, you know, like kind of laughing at something that that is happening to you, this kind of shared pain point, you know, where you know so many others are having the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it, like it makes you more vulnerable. It makes you more okay to speak out. I, that makes, I, I like that because it, it, it brings you in. It lowers the boundaries. Uh, you get you get a laugh, but but you very much feel connected. Like um, I say, it's marketing millennials that I've seen on LinkedIn, and they yeah. post a bunch of memes, and 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 they make me laugh because because they do just what you guys described, right? They they bring me in, and I feel like they they know me. They have totally read my mail, and it, but at the same time, they lower the boundaries, and like they know my pain too, right? It's like they they get me and they do all of that, like, as you say, in like one second and you're there. Whereas other ways, it's just it takes a long time yeah. to build that. I got to ask and, and you don't have to you don't have to give me the secret recipe, uh, but I'm I'm fascinated. How how do you go about creating a meme? I mean, what's what is the process for creating a meme and how's that, how do you do that with customers? Yeah. So it, it you know, it, and, and you don't have to, and you, like I say, you don't have to give me like the secret <laughs> ingredients. You can just give me the high level stuff. Cause I don't, I don't yeah. want to like give away the, the magic. I'll, I'll keep it at this. It's, I think a lot of it kind of comes down to, to like something funny that you'd say to a friend in the pub or whatever. I personally, the way I work with creating content around our kind of magic potion as such is I work from the visual to the text. So I see the visual and then you kind of think when, da, 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 you think the situation and it, it, you know, in my mind, this is after we've done, you know, all of our research on the companies, on their audiences. That's another thing people often, you know, the people in the company themselves maybe think the content, you know, doesn't really work, but you have to remember who it's for. 
and why it makes sense to them, not to you. Um, so once we've got all of that data, then yeah, basically get into the creation. I'm personally much more on the, yeah, I work from the, you know, it's almost like you see a situation like you would in real life and you just get a caption and, you know, you get a caption in your head, you're walking down the street, you see something funny and you just think of something ridiculously outrageous, which is in one sense so different and has nothing to do with it. But in the other sense is ridiculously aligned. And it's that marriage, which is, which is the magic. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to add just a couple of things, you know, one is I think, it's about it's about kind of merging this very fine line that you know, I do believe that we walk very well, you know, of professionalism and humor, right? Um, you know, I think that's 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 really important. But I also think it's, you know, I mean, I think I think quite a lot of it is is being inherently funny. You know, I think it's the same thing as saying, you know, well, because because like a question I've got is, you know, why can't I create my own memes? You know, I can just create them, and I said, well, listen, you know, you can also just, just, just go be a stand-up comedian, but, you, but, but like, but like you don't. You, you go and buy tickets because you're not funny, you know. And that's, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like you know, you have to actually have that. I don't think it's something that can be taught like that. I think it's something that you know, you either get it or you don't. And yeah, I think it's not as easy as you know. Well, I'm just going to do it myself. But it's like, you know, like, 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 kind of we tell people, please, you know, go and go and try and come back, you know, when it fails, and then we can talk, you know, because because I know it will. Because you know, it's it's not as easy as it looks or it seems. It's basically yeah. <laughs> it's insanely hard. I because I've I've done just that. I'm like, so how do you create a meme? And I'm like, I'm thinking, and like my mind goes blank, and like I start sweating, <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, you would have thought I'm trying to, I don't know, figure out how to get to the moon. Is <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I feel. Um, and but and. So one of the things you guys mentioned that kind of with that is, is think about the audience too and, and how the audience or the people receiving it can laugh, but the business people can totally miss it. Um, do you have any stories about that? I'm just kind of wondering because I, I get this because I've worked at companies where the internal perception and the external perception are totally yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to start off with a preface, you know, before this. I, you know, I think, you know, like really at the end of the day, you know, whether you're looking at a B2B, a B2C, you know, I personally believe that the psychology of people doesn't change, right? So like, yeah, you know, the contextual, you know, perception may be different and someone who's looking from an inside out, you know, may not get that exact messaging. But at the same time, you know, the the main messaging and the main, you know, purpose and reasoning that doesn't change if it's a consumer, if it's an employee, if it's a high level exec, if it's a, you know, you know if it's anybody, because I mean, you know, people are still fundamentally the same in how they work. You know, there may be little nuances, but you know, people are people, and you know, and also funny is funny. You know, and that's that's that that's kind of that that's kind of how we do it basically. <laughs> and you know, like on a really kind of top level example. If there is a really popular TikTok trend that's been, you know, going on for the last three days, it's now really hot in the UK and it makes a lot of sense for this brand to incorporate, you know, to, to basically get involved. Um, you know, it's all laid out for them. You go to the team and you say, guys, this is, you know, this is going off. This this works. They, they look at the piece of content and they don't understand, like, the strategic value of us posting that piece of content at that time with it already meaning something to the audience. Then the audience for the last three days has seen it five times 
and then now X brand is in their world and it means something to them. But to the people really, the people, you know, the, the older people in the company, for example, seeing it, it means nothing. So you kind of, we have to make sure we communicate that well um, with each case because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a web of different reasons behind these decisions. That's a good point. It's, it's giving them that context and, and helping them to understand like, Hey, this is, this is, this is trending on TikTok. This is trending on Instagram, wherever it is. And man, this is, this endears you to them. You don't have to, you don't have to get it, but just understand that this will, this will make your brand pop, right? This will make it work for you. I just saw actually um, a brand that I'm a big fan of that I, I um, speak about a lot is Days Beer and they're a non-alcoholic beer brand in the UK and they did just that. They jumped on a trend called the Tube Girl trend, which was about two months ago, probably a bit longer. And they had the founder basically go on the tube. I'm sure all of your listeners, you know, people that are in the TikTok world, they've definitely heard of this trend. They go on, they go on the tube and they have a camera and they're jumping, you know, flicking around. It's usually like a, a girl that does it, but they got the founder to go on after the comments had seen him and said, please get him to do it. Went absolutely viral, basically made their TikTok account. And yeah, people are now in the comments of every video saying, who's this founder? Oh my God. And, you know, basically big fans of him. And it's, it's powerful stuff. I, you know, I think, I think, you know, getting on trends is so important. You know, we've just had a client that we've recently signed and started working with called um, like a long shot drinks. And that, that is really going to be our strategy because they're a really fun brand, you know, and it's all about the brand DNA at the end of the day. You know, you have to align with the brand DNA, um, you know, it has to work. You know, you can't force funny, you know, like, like just being in isolation, you know, like stuff has to be working together towards a joint goal and it has to be, you know, it has to work. It has to feel right. You know, so that's what, you know, we're planning on doing some very fun stuff with them. You know, I just think, you know, finding that balance is what is really important. All right, folks, a quick breather here. You know, in my time building my business, I've come to a profound realization Certain tools can be a game changer. That's why I'm excited to talk about Lead Feeder. It's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads. Lead Feeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and integrates all this with your CRM. Result? Your secret weapon for targeted lead engagement and making it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com for a free demo and get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found about Lead Feeder through the It's Marketing's Fault podcast. All right, back to the show. I like that, that, that working on the brand DNA, really kind of getting, getting the, the feel for who they are, and then even just helping, like you say, with... Um, helping them in some ways to branch out and engage in a very different way with yeah. their audience. And that, that kind of, that kind of leads to the question because, um, you know, marketers and businesses are always like, okay, um, followers are great, but followers don't pay the bills, right? It's, you have to go from follower to like trusted partner to like, I'm going to buy something yeah. from you. 
So how do you see this happening? Is it through this endearment? Is it like, does it generate inbound leads? Is it more like becoming top of mind for, for when they're ready to do something? What if, how do you guys see that? From a B2B perspective, I think it is generating inbound leads. You know, I think it's, it's a very, you know, it's more of a process where that hook is grasping their attention and it's making them become invested in the brand you know, then they can go onto the website, you know, they can go onto you know, whatever it is you're trying to sell and, you know, whatever it is you're trying to basically advertise, like whether that be like, like some articles or blogs. Once somebody's you know, actually invested, then that's where they are happy to do their own reading because it's not, it's not like you're telling them to. It's not like, you know, that, that, that's the only thing that you can read. It's their choice, you know, to go and, you know, go and have a look at that kind of other content. Like, like, like from the B2C world, I think stuff completely changes because I think, you know, I think, I think once somebody is in like, like kind of invested onto the brand side, like, like they're very happy to go and purchase because again, they feel you're related to you and they feel, you know, really a part of your community. So they're very happy to go and, you know, that, that is kind of the cutoff, you know, that I don't think there has to be much more than that. I think it's just a way to keep them engaged and keep them happy. And, you know, they will keep coming back, like, like very consistently for this humor because it's what people are seeking. And just to add to that, that it's that emotion behind it which is so memorable. And as as Jonah gestured, when you're, for example, if it's if you're a drinks brand, because you felt something when you're seeing all this content, you remember it. And then when you go into the shop and you see it on the shelf, you those feelings, you know, the the essence of those feelings come back. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's especially within fast moving consumer goods, we found those sorts of companies are great because, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, people are buying their, their, their products all the time on a regular basis. And if we can keep them top of mind via that feeling and the positive feelings, then, yeah, it, it's really effective. That makes sense. So top of mind, but having those positive feelings so that when you see the brand, you feel like you're a part of it. And it's like, ooh, I'm just going to buy that because... Somewhere even in the in the recesses of my mind, I associate that with happy. A lot of our business is actually, you know, all about psychology. You know, I think, you know, it's it gets much deeper and it's about, you know, your subconscious, you know, will absorb it. You know, and like, as you just said, you know, you will remember that that kind of connection to happy and laughing, you know, and it will, you know, you'll hear something, smell something, whatever it is that will bring it up, you know, whether that be a month or six months later, you know, that, that doesn't go away. It's a very strong, it's a very strong emotional connection that I don't believe is very easy to replicate. And I'm glad you brought up smell because that, that's something that came to mind through, as, as we're talking about this, it's like you go, you know, if you think of that whole no like trust, you know, thought process and, and so forth, it's like you go, no and like suddenly become the same moment. And, and it does, it becomes, I was thinking about smell and it's like when, when you smell something like smell memory is, and there's probably a technical term for that, but that's way <laughs> above my pay grade. Uh, you know, you got the smell memory going on. It, like you can remember smells forever and you know exactly the moment. So it's like, you're, you're very much tapping into that subconscious in a way that, Man, that no other marketing I know of does. Like no other marketing does that. Great. <laughs> so, so let's say I'm a part of a business that doesn't use memes today. 
So what, what barriers do they need to sort of get over or get around or get through in order to start using memes? Because depending on this, obviously, depending on the business, you've got, you've got more, uh, more challenges than others, but, but what, what do people need to think about before really rolling out memes? The first thing that, that comes to mind with that, Eric, is agility and agility by way of processes, because for you know, a large proportion of the content, you need to be able to move fast. And often companies just aren't set up in that way. Approvals wise, you know, people need to, you know, people all over the company just need to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you had that back at back in the telecoms. Um, so there's that. And there's also um, too many cooks spoil the broth. And if you're getting opinions from 20 different people by that time, obviously the time's passed and the meme's kind of valuable. And it's also diluted to the point where the messaging isn't succinct. Um, it's trying to do too many things at once and it just is too much. Um, so yeah, that's a big barrier for sure. How companies operate, they need to be much more agile and also give more um, trust their kind of younger employees more, make sure they have the processes ahead of when they need to act on the ground, as opposed to putting them behind the, the creation process, have them before, and then they can basically do their own thing as opposed to after. That would be my two cents. Yeah, just going from that, you know, you, you know, I totally agree. And I think, you know, I think you know, having trust in the younger employees, you know, is so important because again, you know, these CMOs who I get are very experienced and I'm not for one second trying to take that away. But at the same time, they're still, you know, like a lot of companies, they still think that status quo still applies. And the truth is that is fundamentally incorrect because 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 this marketing landscape has shifted so drastically and is continuing to shift so drastically that what they think worked 10 years ago and they're convinced is still working is just like not even touching the surface of what they could be. And also why, and this is good, like not sounding disrespectful, why, why are they paying somebody if they think that they're just going to say no the whole time and tell them how to do their job? Why hire a social media manager and then say, no, 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 you're incorrect. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, these companies, you know, I get, you know, there's, there's five to 10 lines of approvals, which is crazy as it is. But then why, why should the buck not stop at the social media manager who that's his job? You, like that's their job to control the budget, to control what is going out on social. You know, that should be my biggest thing is, you know, have some faith in your social media manager, you know, or let him go, you know, let them go. Like, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me personally. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a big part of what kind of we do, you know, is we try and instill this trust that, hey, you know, we know what we're doing and so does your social media manager. You know, it doesn't need to be nine levels of approvals. You know, we can just go straight with one person as long as they have some form of, stakeholding power you know there's so much in what you guys just shared there it's it's like the marketing has changed so much <clears throat> now it's 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 very you do have long-term marketing but it, you also have this this short term um it's like you went from like really long campaigns and then social media came along which is still more campaigns but maybe a little shorter and then you have really this the meme and what i would in the video shorts which now seem to be like 
it, it's true. even more it, the the turnaround time is even yeah. shorter. And so it's like you have to have that agility. And and I agree these a lot of companies just they don't. Like they do not have any flexibility whatsoever. Do you, do you, and it sounds like you get some feedback yeah, on I mean, that you know, too. We definitely have. You know, they have to be okay to be reactive because this kind of content is based on being a reactive content to situational context. You know, if you're not okay with being very fast moving and dynamic and, you know, very reactive to the times that we're in, then I don't see how you, like, how you can do well on social, you know. Because, I mean, you know, you know, any plan, if planned too much, I think, you know, I think it fails. You know, if you have the most rigid guides and there's no way that you can go off the track, that doesn't happen. You know, there's no such thing as theoretical marketing. It's practical, real life marketing, right? And it's stuff doesn't go to plan. And that's, a, you know, that's part of the business. <laughs> I'd also add, yeah, it's um, for social media managers as well. They, um, they, they often have to, they're often given so many tasks. Like they're, they're managing five platforms and then they're the in-house graphic designer, video editor. We've all seen those memes around, you know, carrying bags with 10 different titles on. And it means that they can't be a social media manager and they can't be agile and reactive in this way. And then the, you know, people maybe hiring the company are thinking why, you know, questioning why they can't operate uh, with more agility, but it's because they're lumped with all of these things. That's definitely a practical issue as well. And it seems too like the the benefit of being able to to try and capture or jump into the trend is if something doesn't go quite as well as you want it to, you you've got another thing coming quickly, right? It's not like you've got one campaign that if it messes up this quarter, you're toast. It's like you you get lots of chances to to make that impact. So if one's not quite as strong as another. It doesn't. I actually saw a very much. funny post that you know has gone with me for a long time, and I you know I think it's I think it couldn't be more true. You know, someone said you know the worst thing that happens in a shit post is nobody sees it. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, you know, it's fact. like you know, it's not like it's the ones that are bad that everybody sees. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a bad post. You know, <laughs> like that's and that's you know I think that's <laughs> it couldn't be more true. <laughs> It's a hard pill to swallow for, for lots of people because it's you, you, they think that everyone's looking at their page religiously, but it's not. It's just you. We all do it with our company, personal pages, company pages. No one cares about your page as much as you do. It's, it's factual. And I think I think executives need to, to kind of get – honestly, I think they need to try stuff out. I really yes. do because when you actually get your hands on it and you try stuff out and you throw stuff out there and it's just crickets – Right. It's just like, like nothing. It's like, okay, we just keep going. Right. You just have to do something else. Right. You just, and you just keep going. You can't just stop and, and say, what was no, me? I mean, you know, we had a company and I, you know, I can't say, you know, which company it was, but I mean, they're planning for the end of their 2025 creatives. I think it's as of two months ago. And it's like that, I mean, for the selling period to be two years to get any kind of meeting or approval or anything, even start that conversation is ludicrous in my opinion. Like, <laughs> crazy, right? Crazy. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> exactly. words for that one. Like I'm, I'm serious. Like I, you, you don't even know what, what tech's going to be used exactly. in two years. It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> you, you guys have an uphill climb a lot of days. I can tell. I, I can just tell you were you were fighting uphill uh, with, you know, with a think, lot you know, of brands. I mean, really, I I fundamentally believe in the saying: it snowballs down a mountain. I think it takes. It takes some 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 key players in the industry to take that shot, and then all oh, the dominoes collapse because nobody wants to do it last. You know, nobody wants to be left out of the party. You know, everyone has FOMO. You know, so you know once there is a key player that starts to take it seriously, and like in each of these industries, then then everybody else comes very very quickly. You know, wanting the same thing, and I think you know we've got this this kind of comparative advantage because there is no other company that really has positioned themselves for this content. You know, there are other agencies that have tried, but in my opinion, they're pretty diabolical because it's someone who is of a completely different age demographic who is trying to target somebody that is 25, like for example. And they have no idea what that shared experience is because they lived it 25 years ago and times have changed. You know, and that's the whole point is, you know, we like nobody's set up to say, we understand this culture because it's what, we grew up with inherently. It's what we talk to our friends in, you know, like, like this is us. And, you know, we are it, you know, it's by Gen Z for Gen Z, which is, you know, one of our, like, like, like strap lines, but it couldn't be illustrated. I mean, really better, you know, to be honest. You, you, you've been reading my mail because like I'm, <laughs> I'm 50. So I like you, you just like hit me with the example, like somebody who's 50 doesn't know how somebody 25 thinks. Cause that was 25 <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Okay. No, so No, we definitely not you. I mean you're no older than 30, no way. <laughs> oh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm I'm gonna cut what I said and I'm just gonna leave what you said. Okay. It's it's all in the editing, right? That that's how it, it's all in the editing. <laughs> oh so just as we wrap up any take one takeaway you'd like to leave uh with the audience i mean i think you know people need to be okay to to kind of try things out and not be too scared of change i think that's the biggest thing that we're trying to say is you know change is not always a massive deal and a really crazy thing to imagine you know just go and try it you know that's that's how social media is evolving that's how marketing in general is evolving. And we're not saying, you know, to replace all of your marketing with me marketing. That's not the aim of the game. But it, you know, has to be very much within the marketing mix. And it's not some isolated campaign that's, you know, over here while all your other stuff's over here. It's all going towards a joint goal. That's the whole point of it. You know, it's not like, you know, memes are trying to do one thing and the, you know, it's all trying to do the same thing. So why not just like like try and diversify. Why does everybody think you know putting their eggs in one basket's a good idea? That's the earliest phrase there is. Is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, every company in the world <laughs> their magic message. It's crazy. I'd say I'd say they've got no they've got no idea what they're missing out on, and they'll see at some point. But there are so many missed opportunities, which because it seems you know otherly and risky they've stayed far away from but as we all know the best things in life always are underpinned by those feelings so we'll we'll see you miss 100% of the, I love it. I love what's that it. saying you miss 100% of the chances you don't take that's it 
Yeah, you got it. It's it's you have to take the risk. It's a measured risk, but you take the risk, yeah. and then you get the reward. So I love it. Which so for for people who are like, man, I want to get on the meme. I want to get on board with memes, and I want to reach out to you guys. I want to find out where where you guys are at. Where do you want to Where do you want them to go? Feel free to like to like go online, which you know is it um, just by typing in lucid meme into Google, you know, will come up. Um, you know, our email addresses are either Jacob or Jonah at kind of lucidmeme.co.uk. And then our Instagram, you know, also just search, like search for lucid meme and you'll see our logo, our bright yellow logo pop like, like straight up. Um, you know, but we're very, very responsive. You know, we are happy to talk to anybody. You know, we love to chat and we love to, yeah, we love to chat and, you know, find out stories and share our stories. <laughs> I love it. So if you're listening, make sure to check them out. Um, Look at their we'll, – we'll put all those links in the show notes. Check them out. Go to their website. Go to their Instagram account. If if you can read their website and their, see their Instagram account and you don't immediately feel more uh, more endeared to them and like them, then, well, anyway, we'll, you might not be the right people. But it's hysterical. Like, I, I love their stuff. So, uh, Jonah, Jacob, thanks for joining me today. This has been a blast.